Welcome to the Oscar Central Podcast. Um, my name is Lex, and I'll be your host today for this wonderful film festival that you don't even have to leave your house for, Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, welcome to our um, episode to introduce uh, Keanu Cella. Uh, in honor of Coachella, Oscar Central is hosting our own virtual festival that celebrates the man, the actor, and the legend, Keanu Reeves. And I am here with two of my fellow Oscar Central peeps. That's cringe. <laughs> Kent, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm so excited to talk about Keanu Reeves. Um, I'm glad we picked him for our cella this year. That's also cringe. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. Very. I listen. Um, Joseph Quinn, if you are listening, um, first of all, I hope you're not because I've. based on what I've said before on this podcast. But if you are, please go be in other movies so that we could have Quinchilla. Okay. That's what I was just about to say. This filmography was a bit longer. Yeah. He's done a lot of TV, not a lot of movies. Um, So please go do some movies so we can have Quinchilla. I know that kind of sounds like Chinchilla, but that's all the more reason to like it. Um, Jillian, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Great. Um, just got bangs oh they they look great the listeners can't see the bangs but they look great no one has acknowledged them at my work but it's okay but i just wait okay do you prefer when like you change something or you wear something new and everyone's like wow i love your new style or hair or makeup you do prefer i hate it because no one would address it in my place of work i feel like i'm bringing the style that seems to be missing so i'm like where are the compliments i'm putting i am late to work every day because i'm trying to put together the outfits i admire that i and you... the first in my office. Sometimes I get there and the building is locked and I have been there for over nine years and I still don't know what to do if the door is locked. Like, I don't know what to do. I just sit in my car. Jillian, you're so- that, um, I don't know if you ever, if either of you ever watched Curl Show, but there was this bit he would do called Publicity. Yes. And where he and Jenny Slate would act like two, like, PR executives. And Nick, they were both named Liz. And Nick Curl's Liz, like, gets bangs in one episode. And he's like, bangs i got bangs and he comes into the office and goes hey guys i didn't even recognize me and so when no one notices the bangs he starts crying he's like i'm leaving town until these bangs grow out and you'll never see me again it's that's jillian over at her office well it was funny because like i have this other hair (laughs) that's growing that i don't know where it came from so it it would look like bangs but it was like fake bangs now i have actual bangs and then people were like oh I thought your hair just grew in the span of two days to become bangs and I was like where's the science you're like if that's true why would the rest of my hair not grow <laughs> just just the bangs anyway so if you see me around please compliment her bangs she's begging you to please no, I didn't change the hair everyone's like wow you changed your hair color no literally no um, do you think Keanu Reeves would like your bangs? He absolutely would. Right? Yes, this is you know what he husband. you know what he would do? He would be like, you'd walk into the room and he'd be like, Did you get bangs? They look so great before you even answered. You know? 
you know, I'm imagining that interaction and I don't think I want that to happen. See, but that's what I mean. I don't want someone to compliment me. I think it's like people that I work with or like people, because everyone's like, oh, thanks. And then it's like, I, I, instead of saying thank you, I don't know if that was a compliment. I'd be like, yes. And then they proceed to like throw a call. I just like a good compliment because I compliment everyone every day, like tossing them out. Like they're I'm a big complimenter at work. I'm always like, oh, your jeans look great. Or like, like I say stuff and then no one ever says anything back to me. And I'm like, wow, I look really ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you never look ugly. I do right now. Um, The moral of the story is compliment someone. Yes. Be like Keanu. Um. I compliment people all the time, which I work from home, so I don't get because <laughs> I usually keep my camera off. What if I send um, you a compliment a day? God. Um, <laughs> that would be so creepy, though, because you wouldn't see her. You wouldn't see me. So if you're like, oh, your hair looks pretty today, I'd be like, oh, I'm like, that's a nice top. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Way to handle that challenge. <laughs> that challenge. The way you're a lawyer and Jillian and I are like, I don't know what you do all day. I, you know, I don't know what I do all day. Um, <laughs> be quite frank, I today, today I was like checking if something was illegal, and I was like, I should text Lex. I literally sometimes have moments where like I'm, I'm, I'm doing my lawyerly duties, and um, do, my dog is having a damn moment. Do we finish? Kiana, chill up. He's getting stoked. <laughs> We're not at the events yet, right? We haven't brought we haven't brought the headliners out yet. Is Keanu um, there? <laughs> but I no, I have moments where like I am doing lawyerly duties. Um, I'm advising I, from where I'm a work from home lawyer too. Like I'll be advising people on the law and realize like they don't know, like I they don't know. I'm not sitting in some fancy suit in a big office. I'm literally like low-key reading Eddie Munson fan fiction while I'm telling them the law so like um just kidding I never do that anyway moving on um now it is time to bring out the headliners and by headliners we mean headliner um because this is Keanu Cello um I think we should all kind of discuss why we chose Keanu for our cello to use Kenzie's phrasing I'm so sorry I said that phrasing no, I love it. Next year, next year, or mm, we're probably going to need like two, three years. I'll be like, let's talk about why we chose Joseph Quinn for Archella. I, I can't believe I said this and made it part of our, our... Archella, hosted by David Archuleta. Anyway, that was a really bad joke. Okay. Kenzie, why did we go with Keanu Reeves? To be completely honest, the hyperfixation post John Wick chapter four in theaters now. You can still go see it. It's not too late. Um... It was a bit much to overcome. Last year, we had Jill and Chella for Jake Gyllenhaal. I considered proposing to the group that we continue Jill and Chella and do Maggie Gyllenhaal. But her filmography is not really like that many leading roles. And I was not really feeling it, even though like she's in some of my favorite movies of all time. And The Lost Daughter her directorial project was one of my favorite movies of the last few years. But I was like, let's just do a good old classic leading man. And Keanu Reeves just really fits the bill. Um, because besides his filmography, he's just such a great person. 
Like, I really love that about him. And I think that's something that's a little rare with celebrities, them being great people. So I was really excited that, like, the more I read into him, obviously, I've, like, known about him being a great person because it, like, spreads every year. Um, But I was, like, reading stuff about him I had no idea about. Like, I was reading about when they were filming Speed, Sandra Bullock, like, in conversation, it came up that Sandra Bullock had never had... um champagne and truffles together and so Keanu showed up to her house with champagne and truffles and flowers and they hung out ate truffles drank champagne together she painted his nails black because he liked that her nails were painted black and then he just left her house and went to a, went, went on a date by the way he left her after doing that and went on a date with someone else I would kill myself I would simply cease to exist um but between that and like I knew he had taken like a pay cut on the Matrix sequel so they could invest it into costume design and visual effects but I was like just reading about other things he did like making sure that like Carrie Ann Moss was paid like a bigger amount of money when the sequels like were put into production after like the success of the first installment and like he took a pay cut on The Devil's Advocate so he could work with Al Pacino because they were like, we don't have the budget to actually book Al Pacino. So he took like a major pay cut so that Al Pacino and him could work together because he just wanted to work with Al. I think that's so cool. And my friend Marie at my job was telling me this story that I had never heard about that I guess a lot of people have heard. I think it was 2019 he was taking a flight from San Francisco to Los Angeles and the plane had to make an emergency landing and people were like stranded didn't know what to do and he like organized them renting a car and driving from Bakersfield to Los Angeles and like in the car he was just like playing music from his phone telling people fun facts about like the cities they were driving through which is something I do when I drive on road trips so I was like that that hits um but I just really admire him as a person but also just like we were talking in our group chat like what is his most iconic film and none of us had the same answer and I think that's really rare with someone of his caliber and like fame and like just how long he's been acting to like none of us be able to pinpoint one movie that's like his major milestone is really crazy to me I don't think we really have that many actors like that and something I was like reading about speed and they were talking about like one of the reasons they wanted to cast him was because he really didn't want to be an action star and it's so funny because now I'm like he's the action star to me like with speed the Matrix and John Wick, it's like he is a household action star. And just the fact that like he didn't want that and it just like naturally occurred is so interesting to me. Um, but yeah, I just think he's really interesting. He has a lot of movies that mean a lot to a lot of people, myself included. And I don't really think there's another actor that much like him. Like where he's just been in our lives for so long yeah I feel like I know a lot about him but I really don't because he's very private um but yeah I think I think he makes a good hyperfixation, if you will say that excellent I love my TED talk about Keanu Reeves because that was a great TED talk yeah you know if this were a real festival 
you're that person who like goes out and hypes everyone up and everyone's like ah! and then i'm the one that comes out and goes are you ready for keanu reeves <laughs> that's it please welcome special guest keanu reeves um no, I'm i would fucking kill myself because i look so ugly can you imagine <laughs> well, everybody heads up if Ke- if i'd managed to book i'm actually mad that i didn't think try a little harder to try to get do you think do you think he records cameos oh my no. god I, should look him up. I don't think he does that <laughs> he uh, could record a cameo for our intro i will i will have to look that up um but kind of going off that why don't we all say our favorite keanu reeves performance um i will i will go first the thing is much like the biopics episode, um, I'm worried Kenzie and I have the same one. Now, um, unlike, um, I turned out to be wrong on biopics, but I don't think I am for this one. And, you know, this whole Kenzie and I having the same thoughts, like something's got to give about that. Um, blink twice if I can say that, Kenzie. You can say Okay, great. My favorite Keanu Reeves performances and something's got to give. Um, I am a huge, uh, oh my God, I was about to say Nancy Wheeler. Dear God. Um, Nancy Meyer. <laughs> um, I don't like Nancy Wheeler, actually. What if Nancy Meyer is just grown up? Nancy, Nancy Wheeler? Wheeler. <laughs> well, never mind. I am a no. film person. This isn't Stranger Things Chella. This is Keanu Chella. We're going to stay on track. Um, but no, I'm a really big Nancy Myers fan. And so I love, I love Something's Gotta Give. Like as I think it's a um, pinnacle Nancy Myers rom-com. I think he's great in it. Why she doesn't go for him, I don't know. Like, I need someone to explain it because I have a question. When you were young and you watched it, were you happy she went with Jack Nicholson's character? No. Okay. I was as a kid. And then as I've gotten older, I've been like, what the fuck? Granted, I hadn't seen Something's Gotta Give until I was in college. Mm. So, so you, you you were already smart. That scene where um his girlfriend like takes his blood pressure before they have sex, like my parents would not have let me watch that when I was a kid. I saw it in theaters. I bet that was fun. I saw it with my parents. I saw it with my parents just like in our living room when I was like 20. My Uh, parents are big um, Diane Keaton fans. So like if she was in a movie, we were seeing it in theaters. My mom generally loves Nancy Myers. Like my mom is the one who got me into Father of the Bride, which is an old timer for me. Um, And obviously like my mom and I used to have this tradition where um, anytime my dad went out of town um, for work, her and I would order Chinese food and watch The Parent Trap. I love that. So, like, my mom, but I feel like something's got to give, and is it, I, I should know this, is it's complicated? It's complicated to Nancy Myers, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, like, those, I think, are the pinnacle, like, mom rom-coms. The thing Rom-coms? is, mom-coms. mom-coms, that's so good. You got to trademark that, TM um we can't we're already trademark infringing (laughs) but we're not making any money so it's okay um yeah it's complicated and something's gotta give we're also both insane box office hits Mm -hmm. and um like i just we don't get movies like that anymore but you know the funny thing is if you ask my mom like her favorite movie theater experiences 
I bet you, other than Elvis, she would say something's got to give. It's complicated. And the intern. Um, mm. those, those moms of the intern. Moms, the moms are there. Um, so whatever is going on with her current movie, um, figure it out. Yeah, please. Dear God, I was so mad about that. And put Keanu Reeves in it. Put Keanu Reeves in it. But like Keanu Reeves and something I'd give is just my dream man. Like he he's a doctor. He's going to take care theater. of it. He loves theater. We'd go to we'd go to Broadway all the time. Um I'd have a wonderful life with Keanu Reeves. Like, I will he went to Paris with her for her birthday. Mm-hmm. He this... dressed the part too, is the other thing that's really important to me. Because like as someone who's in a relationship, like sometimes my husband will like agree to do things but he's like half-assing it you know and it's like not exciting because I'm like you're not interested in what we're doing here but Keanu Reeves character shows up in a turtleneck he's in all black which he wouldn't hadn't worn the rest of the movie like he committed to being the Parisian boyfriend okay he did like that's even bigger than him just going and you know what he looked happy to be there he looked happy to be having champagne he looked thrilled to be there and he has that incredible line where he's like, these are the flowers you can give me when you're ready to apologize. Yeah! Just so good. But he delivers it so charming. Like, it's he's not so like, charming. He's not, like, apologize to me. He's just, like, so charming about it. I don't know. There's nothing like that. That, that. I am not one of those, like, tripping over myself. Like, he's a doctor. He checks all these boxes. But, like, he is a doctor. He is handsome. He likes theater. He he knows he know it's not that he likes theater. He knows playwrights. Like he's like, I yes. love your work. And I'm like, what? But the other best part of his introduction is um um Amanda Pete and uh Academy Award winner times three, times four, um, Francis McDormand, like staring at them, mm-hmm. like interacting, because mm-hmm. they're like, This man is perfect. Like, what is going on? Like, and then Jack Nicholson and his stupid hospital gown with his butt out high off his mind because he was on viagra like Mm -hmm. get out of here that is having a hard time when i was a kid the whole thing is that um i was i was a kid and i fell victim to the like she should be with the old guy because she's old you know like i was Mm -hmm. part of that mentality but as i got older it's not that it's like he jack nicholson's character does not want to be in a relationship which he makes abundantly clear and she's okay with it at first which is like something that a lot of people men and women fall into where like you're in a thing with someone you're like it's fine you don't want to commit and then you're like oh my god just commit like once you have the feels it's fine it happens yeah but i but it's like he he doesn't fit into her life like i don't see once the movie ends, that they continue on. They definitely they absolutely don't make it. They definitely break up. Whereas like Keanu's character, like, he didn't have to change anything. He he fit into her life. And like my thing is, like, everyone says that Jack Nicholson's character is not threatened by her success, but he one thousand percent is. He totally is. And Keanu Reeves' character is fine with it. He he loves it, in fact. And he even makes like a joke, like, isn't it so nice? Like I'm not threatened by your success. I'm like, because he isn't. And, like, I also think about that scene where um, they're out to dinner and these, like, young girls walk by and, like, stare at him. And he just, like, literally, it's not like he's forcing to have eye contact on Diane Keaton. He just, like, naturally is only seeing her. 
And that's what everybody wants in a relationship is like, you're the only person in the room to the other person. And like, he naturally does it. And Keanu just makes it so believable and like light. I don't know. And he's like wearing a t-shirt in this one scene at the farmer's market. And I'm like, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Not a blue t-shirt. His character is Joe Alwyn. (laughs) Doesn't like strong, successful. For a second, you said Keanu Reeves was. And I was like, Jilligan. Uh-uh. Allegedly, um, they broke up because he couldn't handle that she was um leading the world's biggest tour. But we're not here to talk about Swifty drama because if we do, we'll die. Um that dude was not as successful as the era's world tour. Well, excuse me, he is filming the new Brady Corbet movie, which means a lot to me. But I'm wondering who's doing the acting because he's not. Thank you. Shots fired at Keanu Chella at Joe Alwyn. Anyway. That's not something I ever thought was going to happen. With his three movies. I can't wait to see what weird celebrities we bring into Keanu Chella. We've already talked about Vanessa Hutchins and now Joe Alwyn. Wait, I need to keep track. The fun, yes, please do. The fun can only keep going. Um, But yes, something's got to give is my favorite. Um, Keanu Reeves' performance, and I also have to give love to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The first Bill and Ted is so funny. All the other ones suck. Um, but the first Bill and Ted is really funny. And I'm gonna be honest, um, probably because he was so young in that movie, it was years before I realized it was Keanu Reeves, because that was one that I'd seen as a kid. And I think it wasn't until I watched it again in college. I was like, that is Keanu Reeves. Um, but I like kind of dumb humor. Why I spread it on the podcast and the internet. Um, but uh yeah, that one's also very good. Um, I think we'll save Kenzie for last because I think she's gonna have the most thoughts. So Jillian, why don't you share your favorite um Keanu Reeves performances? Why am I not gonna have the most thoughts on Keanu Reeves? What? I said, where I, why am I not having the most thoughts on Keanu Reeves? Oh God, good point. You know what? I opened the floor up to both of you. Duke it out. Okay, so... I made a bag of peanut butter M&M's. I got a minute. My favorite... Well, if you're listening, I got you a new bag. <laughs> my favorite Keanu Reeves performance, movie? Performance. Um, performance would probably be The Matrix as Neo, even though it's my... One of my least favorite tropes of the chosen one in science fiction. Um, because like whenever it's really hard for me to watch Keanu Reeves movies now because like he doesn't seem like a real person. Like he just seems very out of not out of place in a bad way, like he's bad, but like he just seems like an, an another entity, like another being. Like he's not from here. Like I think I don't know. He just seems like miles ahead of us so like i feel like that's why he fits so perfect in the matrix as like this kind of gateway slash pov of like the everyday person kind of uncovering this secret and like that's why he is the one um and i just love like i think i love mostly like everything about that movie and i feel like that performance has really cemented him to what he is able to achieve now um and 
like even reading about that movie coming together how like no one wanted that role and like he kind of stepped up and took like a really big risk um to be in this like really weird movie um and i think like each time he's come back for like the other matrixes which i wish the fourth one like i wish they held it off until everyone was gonna go back to theaters because i think it would have like sabered it more um i think he just plays that character so well because he's not like aggressive or like very i don't know i feel like when you think about the one and these type of situations it's like they just have a very like egotistical demeanor and like his is like his is like for the greater good and also just like the love story between him and trinity and like the way that he's able to be so like romantic and caring towards her while also just playing this character that has like no idea what they're in and i feel like he just is really good at being aloof and it really matches his personality and you're kind of like getting to explore the worlds with him and you feel like you're really like side by side there um and i don't know like i just feel like it's a performance that really holds up like the first one and the sequels and like the last one um they just felt like very linear and how he was able to play that character and grow um so i really like him in the matrix and i think that i don't know for me i think that's like what really cemented him into what he is now and i think it's like explains so much about like who he is as a person i agree and i really love him in those like so much i've only seen the first matrix movies i remember when i had um, my playstation 2 as a kid my dad went to gamestop and bought the matrix video game and i would sometimes play it and i had no idea what i was doing and my dad like waited to show me the matrix and then when i was in high school he sat me down he's like i'm gonna show you the best movie ever and i was like this was dumb um and that's when the film bros decided they had enough of lex um no but um my dad to this day is like no you've never seen the matrix i'm like yes i have and he's like no because if you did you would like it um i should honestly give it a rewatch but i won't deny he gives a great performance in it it's just like that's just not my kind of movie that's how i felt until um because the fourth one came out right after daisy was born and i rewatched all of them because when daisy was like a newborn it was so easy to like watch stuff because like we weren't sleeping but there, like you could hold her and just watch things um and i rewatched all of them and i don't know there's something that's so like i think because of like its commentary on so many things that are like really important to me um that I just think it like really stands out because I'm not really a sci-fi girly which is part of like my thing kind of against it I get not against it but like that didn't work for me the first times I watched them but like I just like am not into sci-fi but like as I got older and like heard about all the things underneath the surface in that movie and like what it was really saying it like really stands out to me for like just how much it's saying and doing while still being so like encompassed in the world it's building and like the advancements and like just filmmaking in general and and I think that like something that Jillian pointed out that really stands out with his performance is that like he just always seems like so ahead of us and like that really works with him and Neo in that movie in like the whole series like 
something that someone pointed out to me is that like a lot of actors like have to be like the main show essentially and I feel like he is kind of like always like a blank canvas that like directors can like do whatever with and get like unique performances out of because I think like something that really goes not unnoticed because I do think a lot of people notice it but like he's so different in every movie like he's never giving the same kind of performance and I think that's because he just like literally works and molds to whatever directors or writers are kind of like asking of him and I think that's what makes him really stand out and I think like one of my favorite performances of him is the fourth matrix because I think he has so much to do with that movie that's like internal and then external obviously and just like what we know that he doesn't know and I think he doesn't like he's a very existential human being like mm-hmm. in life and I feel like that plays so well in the Matrix movies and like it's so untraditional of what you would think for someone take I, I mean it's an action movie but I feel like it goes so much deeper with what he brings like I think when you look at the names of the people they wanted to like first before him it's like out would have been a completely different movie and even though like when we think of the matrix we think of him and trinity like it really especially the fourth one it like it really is an ensemble movie and the way that he's allows like other people to like step in um to kind of like support his character or lead the way and i think it just like i think that's what makes it feel like not so strictly like action and sci-fi is his ability to kind of like question and be so philosophical and it doesn't feel like phony because it's like that is kind of like him as a human being like Mm -hmm. outside his filmmaking yeah I completely agree like especially like that scene where he first sees on Trinity when they're getting coffee or whatever and like they touch and it's so like like it's so believable because of both of those actors in that moment and like I don't know, this just speaks volumes to, like, the whole series as a whole, because, like, like you're saying, like, if it was somebody else, it would have been, like, their show, essentially, versus, like, The Matrix is, like, you walk out of it about The Matrix, not, like, oh, this is a Keanu Reeves movie, like, no, it's The Matrix movies, like, 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 I don't know, and I think that just speaks so much to the way he is as an actor, that, So, like, specifically the fourth Matrix, because I wasn't expecting that. And then I have got to say, I'm not going to say this is my favorite, but I will defend him in um, The Devil's Advocate, because I really like his KFC accent. I think it's hilarious. And I just think, like, a movie with Al Pacino playing the devil as a lawyer is fucking hilarious. And y'all are just mean. Not y'all, figuratively. Well, y'all. Is the devil's advocate? No, it's not. Okay. I was going to say, I thought devil's advocate is what you had against the lake house on. No, um, no, that's. No, that's Bram Stoker's Stoker's Dracula. And look, I love that movie, but the lake house, though. Okay. That twist, that twist at the end. Okay, here's the thing. If you haven't seen The Lake House, I don't think you can. Um, because I think they took it all off streaming. Like, I don't think you can get it anywhere. It's on, it's like, on, um, I thought it was on Netflix. No, I don't think it is anymore. I mean, that could be, listen. It's, it's like not. The- 
but what you I know can, is you can rent it. Oh well, that's new. See, like, okay, you can rent it. Um, when I if- wanted to watch it, which we're not going to talk about why I was seeking this movie out. Um, but I was seeking this movie out, and at the time, you couldn't even rent it. I was in a thrift store in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I found a DVD <laughs> of the Lake House, and I was like, yes. And so I got it for three dollars. And that twist at the end, man. Ooh, I cried. Um, so do we like the lake house? Yes. Like all of yeah. us? Yes. Okay. I... The thing that I find so interesting about Devil's Advocate is how it's just like literally the firm, but like crazier. But horror? Yeah, because I love, I was thinking about the firm the other day because I love the firm and I'm like, I don't know. I was like in a mood where I was like, I wish we got more movies like The Firm. And then. Okay. So you like late 80s, early 90s, like all pretty much all of the 90s. Like those, not, they're like, like borderline sci fi thrillers that are like in real life settings. Yes. Those are some of my favorite movies that I think we're missing. I think we don't get movies like that. That's why I'll always def- Yeah, I want The Firm. What is The Firm this in 2023? 20, <laughs> honestly, honestly, I don't want anyone to yell at me, but it was Don't Worry Darling. I can see that. Because, like, you and I was like, I was like, oh, Tom Cruise. That's his Tom Cruise if, cella. But I was like, what a great We're never up. doing Tom Cruise cella. It would what be, he- cr- it would be. Would it be Tom Chella and you could just do all the Toms? See, that is true. Or including Tom from Succession. Yes. Um, and our- Tom Holland, but Sorry? talking about like Spider-Man or something, we only talk about that clip of him singing Billy Elliot out of nowhere. Um, I'm really sorry to everyone listening, but Lex has a disco ball and I'm very confused. <laughs> so <laughs> I bought this and I can't sit still for more than a few minutes. And what so like, I need something to play with. And so I just grabbed my disco ball. And anyway, if you have planter seen... holder, but I took it out of the planter holder and now I can't get it back in. That's on me. You haven't seen The Firm. It's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure it's a great film. Um, cause what I did, what else? The Rainmaker. I'm not a Rainmaker girl, but The Firm. Because we're not a Levinson supporter. We don't support any of the Levinsons. No. Oh, that's no. Rain Man, not Rainmaker. Sorry. We um Rain, I do love Rain Man though. That's a good one, but not the Rainmaker. Um The Firm is a great film. But I do I do like The Lake House. It's great. I think I think we're missing movies like that. And you know the other they thing? Are. I remember the press tour for The Lake House. It was like you couldn't escape it. It was like they did the Today show every day, different people, and then the Friday <laughs> finale was Keanu oh. and Sandra. I and, like, missed that like time i feel like the the today show has like become such a like all they do is become they've just become like qvc where they yeah, just don't sell like, like stuff that my mom tried to get something from the today shows like vendors and they canceled the order and she's still mad about it um but i miss the days where it was like a really big like blockbuster was gonna hit and so that entire week they had somebody from the movie you know to and then the friday Speaking was of- always the stars Speaking of Tom Cruise, my favorite Today Show week was the week leading up to Eyes Wide Shut. Mm. That was a big week on the Today Show, and I'll never forget it. And I was too young to watch Eyes Wide Shut, but I remember it. 
Did Todd Field go? He didn't. When, they, when, when they is Todd Field He did, from what I remember, and I could be very wrong, he did record some, like, from, like, a press junket, like, he recorded something for them to play, and they, like, didn't show the person asking questions because it was not someone from the Today Show, is what I remember. Because I remember them Wait, calling I him... Remember that. They, I remember them calling him the Nick Nightingale, and he was like, it's Nick Nightingale. <laughs> um, but my favorite performance of his is actually Speed, because I think about this a lot, because I am one of those people, I'll be driving, and I'm like, what if the car in front of me explodes? Like, I don't know. I can't help it. It's just the way I think. Um you know who I would want to be on a bus with if the bus could not go over 50 miles per hour or go below 50 miles per hour and there was a bomb on it? His character in Speed, he is so, like, he plays it so, like, he's not condescending. He's, like, he's comforting, but he's not, like, overtly comforting. He's not, like, they're there with a broom, Liz Lemon. Um, He is, like, I don't know. He seems secure. And... A large part of that, and I will have an article that comes out about speed um, on oscarcentral.com. And um, there's a huge thing with him shaving his head. It was a big deal. and But it does make you feel like he he doesn't have long hair because he's on the go. Like, he, he wakes up and goes to work, you know? Like, he doesn't have time to mess with his hair. And I just feel like he really feels, like, safe. And a large part of that is... Keanu's performance but also like him doing all this not all of the stunts but most of the stunts including him being dragged underneath the bus which is crazy to me um but I just think like he's really good in that movie and it feels really natural and it's not like this like macho performance that movie's constantly compared to Die Hard and I do think Bruce Willis is good in Die Hard because he doesn't give like a the rock action star kind of performance but I think that's like another thing that you could say about Keanu Reeves is that like he just seems like the guy that's there, you know, like the stepdad thing. He's the dad that stepped up, but like <laughs> he's not an action star. Like he is not like this giant man out of place, like The Rock or like. Yeah, it's very know? ground. It's yeah. Like, like redefines what you think of an action star because it's like i feel like a lot of the action movies we get today is like you can easily replace out who the lead is but like his the way that he conducts like an action movie is just so different even like when john wick which is like arguably like pure action like it it's an action film but it's not led by like what you would consider an action star like- here there are times he has a hard time getting back up or there's times where he's like limping and you're like yeah because he's a person he's not, not a like superhero this, yeah it's not like i'm really sorry but it's not like chris evans actually chris evans i haven't seen him in anything other than like not another teen movie but um <laughs> where's <laughs> all the chris evans movies wait um but all movies <laughs> But, um, uh, but it's like, you know, when you watch a Tom Cruise movie and it's like, you're watching it for whatever insane stunt he does. And then you're also watching it knowing it's a Tom Cruise movie. That isn't the way like Keanu Reeves movies are, especially speed. And let's just talk about, we were talking about the lighthouse. 
Let's talk about his chemistry with Sandra Bullock. I mean, I I was watching Speed and I was like, movie stars. That's what's missing today. Movie that's stars. That's so true. Like, they have great chemistry. It feels so natural. And I was watching interviews from the Lake House press tour, you know, as one does at like 2 a.m. and they can't sleep. And, um, like, I don't know. I just feel like they really like each other. Like, not like romantically. Like, maybe they did. There's like a lot of talk about how they had crushes on each other when they were filming Speed and they didn't pursue it. Um, but I don't know. They just feel really like real and like, I don't know. It feels so natural. I feel like Keanu's one of those people, though, that, like, could have chemistry with a tin can. Like, yeah, I was watching a lot of interviews with him, and, like, a lot of them are, like, the new social media things where you can't see the other person, you know? Like, the Vanity Fair, like, what's in a scene or whatever. You can't see the other person that's asking them questions, and it's, like, you can feel the chemistry he has with them anyway, and I'm, like, that's just him. That's he's just like him. one of those people that, like, when he looks into your eyes, like he's really looking into your soul. Mm-hmm. He's really listening. He's really answering, and I'm like, that's... he really cares. He really wants to hear what you have to say. I'm really jealous of anyone like this. Didn't I like read once that was it Keanu Reeves, where apparently, like, on his birthday, he used to sit in Central Park with a cake, and like, if anybody walked by, he'd like give them some of the cake. Are you yeah. serious? Julian, you've heard of that. I've just read about it. I've heard about it. Urban legend, but that's what I've heard about Keanu Reeves. He like bought himself a cake and then he was like sharing it with like everyone. Like, come on. Wait, is he a a Virgo? For a second, I thought you were going to ask, is he a virgin? I'd be like, I don't think so. (laughs) September 24th, 1964. I think that's Virgo. Virgo groove. What? Hang on. Someone has his full astrological chart. Hang on. Keanu Reeves. Well, yeah, that's I. I was like, oh, I know it, but that's Jeremy Strong's. The rock. Um, Strongshella. Okay. says that Keanu Reeves. It. I can't read like the ninth house of the fifteenth sun. I just want like straight up. Oh, hang on. My Eddie Munson candle is smoking. Please hold. All right, we've extinguished it. All right. Oh my god, it's a lot of smoke. Wait, okay. I googled Keanu Reeves birthday cake, and it's just birthday cake shaped like... <laughs> In case anybody wants to know what to get me. Basically, I just need to know, would we get along? Okay, the New York Post. I hate to... um, I hate to uh give business to the New York Post, but I have a feeling they'll get to the point. Um, Okay. So he is a Virgo. That's right. Um, okay, including. I need people. Listen, if you're reading, if you're listening to this and you're into astrology, literally, I just want to know. You know who? Sun, moon, rising. That's it. We need should ask um, Sophia from Oscar Wilde. Sophia, if you're listening, help us out. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So he is a Virgo. Oh, wait. From what I know about astrology, suddenly everything makes sense. Are you ready for this? Yes. He's a Virgo sun. Okay. A Cancer moon. Mm. And then a Virgo rising. I I don't... 
So okay, what this means, based on what I know from astrology, which I don't pretend to be an astrology expert. If you're listening and you're really into astrology, do not come in and be like, you don't know anything. I know I don't. But what I know is the Virgos are known for being very like nurturing and caring, but so are cancers, right? So his entire chart is just loaded with some of the more like nurturing and caring, responsible signs and the and cancer so funny because i'm a capricorn i feel like lex and i are very similar oh yeah fine but um like everything about the opposite we would not mesh well hang on no no no, no because no 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 kinsey because what i do know is that virgos are an earth sign and capricorns are an earth sign and if you're like within the same like earth, wind, fire uh, sign, that means you're supposed to mesh very well. And I know that Capricorns mesh well with Cancers. I have well, not looked up all of my celebrity crushes and my and been like, are is this compatible with this with Capricorns? I've never done that. That's not why I know these things. But no, no, no. This okay. No, I'm clicking compatibility. What about well, Leo? I can make it a, an account. Never mind. Never mind. But. The Leos have hope, Lex. Listen, I'm a Leo rising, so. Leo uh, cross. Wait, you know what's freaky? I just realized, wait, this is really freaky. Sorry to like send us on a tangent. I know I'm a, um, no, I'm not a Leo rising, I'm a Leo moon. I'm a Capricorn sun, Leo moon, Virgo rising. What is crazy is that Kenzie's also a Capricorn, Nicole is a Virgo, and Jillian is a Leo. I have all of our signs in my astrological chart. Jeremy anyway, Strong. Jeremy Strong and I are the exact same. We have the same day. Joseph Quinn's an Aquarius, which Aquarius is can go we make, Capricorns. I think we should make podcast merge and it set and <laughs> for Lex that just says if you're listening. <laughs> I feel really bad when people are listening because we're all just cracking up. <laughs> no, that was really good, Jillian. That's so... I just thought of listening. I do say that a lot. Uh, all right. Well, if you are listening and you're like, "Man, I'm going to turn this off," um, we'll get back to the scheduled programming. Um, but yes, so that is Keanu Reeves's astrology chart. I'm going to pin Joseph Quinn's astrology chart. I'll read that later. Um, anyway, okay, so is there any, like, I know we talked about our favorite performances. Is there any, like, other, before we move on to, like, the next, um, kind of topic of conversation, are there any other movies, performances that, like, anybody feels they want to shout out? Okay, I have to talk about, um, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm. Um, it's in my top four movies of all time. I think it's one of the best movies ever made. I'm a huge horror fan, and I'm also a huge erotic film fan. Erotic, the genre, not um, adult films. Um, but <laughs> in the Madonna album. Um, but I that movie means so much to me, and I also think it's a really great interpretation of the novel. Um, I also have a piece that will drop. At one, when you listen to this podcast, it'll be on the website. Um but it is just, it means so much to me. And the costume design Oscar means the world to me. I also cannot get over the fact that that movie was a massive box office success. 
it feels so like that would never happen again um it's i know this is very controversial it's probably my favorite francis ford coppola film um i just think that he does something so unique with that film and it feels really like it's obviously not very faithful to the novel but i feel like it gets the like the essence of the novel and that is something that's really important to me with um horror adaptations or remakes or reboots whatever um is like understanding like the core of the story and I feel like he really does that and my favorite part has nothing to do with Keanu Reeves but like I mean there's a lot to say about Keanu Reeves in this movie but even Francis Ford Coppola is so kind about um Keanu in this film um which like if Francis Ford Coppola is fine with him I think everyone else should stop being mean to Keanu about it and I was listening to Keanu talk about it and like he's just so stoked he was in a Francis Ford Coppola film um, and that he worked with Winona Ryder, which is so cool. And they might be uh, married. And they might be married because of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think this movie is so incredible. There's like a, a scene that has like three overlays and like a map overlay and it's like playing like dialogue and music and like chanting all at the same time and like there's like five people doing like voiceovers and I just think that's incredible filmmaking that he pulls that off um I just love this movie so much I think it's on Netflix if you go to Oscar Central every movie we're talking about where we listed where to watch it um and like 40 other movies from his insane filmography but I just think that like it's a once in a lifetime kind of adaptation and I don't know (laughs) there's so much in this I feel like we would never get today and it just means the world to me like I could talk about it for hours I'm not gonna do that because I'm like the only person alive that seems to love this movie so so much I just there's nothing like it like there never will be anything else like it ever again and you know what Gary Oldman my favorite Dracula performance yes do you know um who might dethrone Gary Oldman for best Dracula performances? Nicolas Cage. I'll find out. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to find out this week. Um, if you're listening, and you've seen Redfield, my mother is coming to town, and she's okay with gore, but not the best. Um, let me know on a scale of one to ten if um, I can take her. I would like to add. This is our favorite performance or movie. Just like any other movies that you've not mentioned before we move on to the next topic. My own private Idaho, which I just watched on the little train ride back to LA. Um, Because I think it goes into what we're talking about and specifically like The Matrix, because I think it really marked for both the River Phoenix and Keanu Reeves, like stardom, but in an indie scene um more so than big budget and it's like I think when you look at his filmography like that film stands out the most compared to like what he does now which like I don't think he sold his soul to like big budget films but it's just so fascinating um but I think like specifically at that time what I find interesting is like the idea of masculinity in the 90s and like who their counter parts were at that time of like Brad Pitt and um, Leonardo DiCaprio, like Matt Damon, like Brendan Fraser, like Will Smith, like 
you know, like those names that are in their age range and like they're all doing these really like leading man type of roles that are very conventional um, that really tie into like what you think of as a leading man for action. Whereas I think for both Keanu and River, like they really did, they really took like a different route on like redefining masculinity in film because they like my own private Idaho was very controversial at the time and like watching it the other day I was like when does it get scandalous because we've had so much good like queer representation since that came out um and I think just just like marks such a moment for both of them to kind of take a different route I mean Keanu did go more traditional with like what we think of leading men but like as we talked about it feels very different from like the rock or like the people who was competing with at the 90s um and i just think that film was so beautifully done and like the subject matter is like not exploitative but very careful of like what like is at hand and just it does such a good job at like kind of reframing like what is masculinity and like what does it mean for these young people and it like they also coming off of that like cemented themselves like in the same lane as you know, their male counterparts as being like heartthrobs or leading men. Um, and I feel like that one is just such a good, I don't know, like marker of his career. I think that one is like, it's also so crazy when you think about it because it was like, he did Point Break, the Bill and Ted sequel, and then the Paula Abdul video, and then um, uh, Dracula in My Own Private Idaho, like all within two years. And it's like, no one else would ever do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I can't imagine doing a movie like Point Frank and then My Own Private Idaho, like, back to back. Like, just, I feel like we don't get actors taking risks like that with their filmography. Like, they really, like, stay in, like, their, not in their lane, but, like, they have, like, their little, like, area they feel comfortable in. And, like, I don't know, there's something about, like, the way that we didn't really have like like queer cinema on the mainstream scale like that like it was harder to come by and especially like in the United States at the time it was not as like publicized in a way like that like my own private Idaho was like a pretty big hit and then like everybody knew about it everybody knew Keanu everybody fell in love with River and like I just think that like that's like a movie like we'll never like have something like that ever again really like I just think that like it's like you said like we're so like especially now we're not like used to it but it's just like much more mainstream or at the time like a big name actor like that doing like an indie movie and then like it being like a queer movie on top of it was very like unheard of and it's just like really exciting that he did something like that and it's also so cute like so pure the way he talks about it now like he's so like it's one of his favorite movies that he's ever done and like I really love that and I don't know it's like you said it's not like exploitative it's not like this like negative connotation like it's a really great movie yeah it's really tender (laughs) like Like, it's so vulnerable and you can you can really tell I think like in films like that where it asks so much of like the actors to be very open like you can tell that that set was probably a very safe space between both of them and everyone was comfortable with each other and I think that's where it really 
pays off is that you can like kind of feel it transcend the screen because I'm sure at that time like dealing with the subject matter and like seeing what they wanted to discuss or how and it's for both of them too like because I think I feel like they were both rising stars like obviously everyone knows River Phoenix but I I don't know like again was on there in 1990s so I don't know like what the state of them being but like I feel like that's also a big risk for them to take in their career especially with Keanu because I I was born in 91 so I'm not I was not I was not aware of the pop culture going on I'm not a pop culture expert um but like he was like on the rise because he had done Bill and Ted like he had done Parenthood which I know someone here will love I do love Parenthood um (laughs) he had done Dangerous Liaisons like which I want to talk about because I love that movie so much but it's like he was like much on the rise and like he had only been like really like supporting and then he did Point Break and then um, like, oh, I forget he's in like so many that's like, the thing it's like, line you... like boom 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 where like no no skips no misses also like I think something that like a lot of people don't even realize it's like so he does like Bill and Ted he does um Dangerous Liaisons he does like Point Break My Own Private Idaho the Bill and Ted sequel Dracula and then he does Much Do About Nothing and then he does um little buddha and he does this movie called even cowgirls get the blues which is like just so i don't even know how to talk about it and then he does like a walk in the clouds and you're like what are these movies you are doing like they it like it was like hard to see what he was doing but i think it was because he just wanted to do like anything like he just wanted to make movies he didn't care if it was like a keanu reeves vehicle like it was like i want to make that movie i want to do this adaptation and I think that's like I don't know and like reading about him getting cast in speed it was like he didn't even really want to do it it was just like he was so interested in the way they were making the film and like the way they had changed it so it wasn't just like die hard as a bus and I think that's something that's really interesting about him um I also really wanted to talk about um we got it we I don't I don't know how much time we want to talk about it, but he is really good in Toy Story 4. Um, I'm not a fan of when big name actors do voice performances for cash. The cameos. I hate Toy Story 4, but the like cameos and you got Keanu Reeves, you got um And he's Benny playing White. A, like a he's playing like a an action like, or like an like evil a, people kind of yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's i feel really bad that everyone couldn't see me like rubbing a motorcycle Pretending she was rubbing a motorcycle she was um, about 15 buses um <laughs> but, but i really like him in that he's really good in it you got like again as much as toy story 4 is awful and it is awful i've talked about it on this very podcast how much i hate toy story 4 the you got keanu reeves you got bill Hader making a random appearance you got betty white like the christina hendrix plays the villain in that movie like it it's a well casted plays a suicidal fork yes forgot about that um how could i he ruined everything i Um, love but he is really good in he is really good in toy story 4 even though i hate toy story 4 when are we doing a hater cella because i've also seen all of his movies (laughs) 
He's my I have uh-uh. seen Will Hader's Wait. entire filmography. Um, my husband and I's first date was Skeleton Twins. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like there's this really great um when everyone was doing like reunions over the pandemic. There's one for Superbad, and I was watch. I've seen him before. I love him in Superbad. Just them watching the movie and like giving anecdotes. I like it's my favorite part of Superbad is him and Seth Rogen and McLovin the entire time. Obviously, my favorite line isn't from Bill Hader. Actually, it's actually from Seth Rogen. Where McLovin's in the backseat of the car and he's like, do you have a gun? And Seth Rogen's like, yeah. And he's like, can I hold it? And, he, and Seth Rogen goes, yeah, everyone should hold a gun at least a couple times in their life. <laughs> it kills me. The uh, When they're chasing that guy to the restaurant, Bill Hader's like, get him, McLovin! This uh, kills me. I'm being a pop culture expert, but I just realized for the first time yesterday that the characters are named after Seth evan and their actual real life friend and that's their names in the movie because it's supposed to be them and i just so cute so cute um until we can have quinchella i will absolutely accept haterchella i also gotta say it the john wick franchise is so much better than it has to be and i am so sorry to keanu nation men I'm not sorry to men ever. Um, but people who told me that John Wick was good and I was like, zip it. Um, the premise is just incredible. And <laughs> I really appreciate like the there's like such a dedication to not just like having great action scenes, but like it's not about like building up one stunt or whatever in the film. Like there are multiple action sequences that just like kind of elevate what we think of with action sequences like he literally is just like fighting people and like shooting people but like he does it in such creative they shoot it in such creative ways or like flip the action in a way you don't expect and I think that's so incredible and I also love a movie about men just being emotional like he is just grieving and I, I read that the movies actually take place within, like, five days of each other. Like, all of them. All of and, them? Yeah. That's what? crazy. And um, I love that kind of filmmaking within franchises. Like, I love the idea of it being, like, just set in one period of time, not, like, years apart or whatever. Um, But I just think it's, like, a really great franchise that, like... It utilizes, like, an action star in a way that, like, on paper seems just, like, another action franchise. But I just feel like it's more than that. And also, like, the dogs in every movie, like, it having a different dog is great because I love that. Love dogs. Um, But he's really great in it. And I feel like you can tell that they really, like, worked this script for each one to be, like, a standalone movie that like does something different but they all just like go together so well and tell this like cohesive story about like a man grieving and like the lengths he'll go to to like defend what he loves and it's not like some like oh the world is gonna end if this country gets plutonium or something I don't know what Mission Impossible is about but like something like that like it's very different and I really love that because I'm like there's no like pretending this insane thing is happening like the insane thing that's happening is the action sequences and 
at the same time, it's like grounded in reality. So it's easy to follow. It's easy to understand the motivations of the characters and the reunions it gave us with Lawrence Fishburne and him. Beautiful. And I really like that the movie is kind of like, not like realistic, but like people get hurt and they die. They don't come back. There's no, I mean, we'll see about the titular character, but like, there's no, like, this guy was shot 30 times, but it happened in another sequence of the world. So he's alive. Like, it's just very chill. And I, I'm into it. Um, And also just shout out to Destination Wedding. It just seems like a fun time. They had fun. It got us Winona and Keanu back together. There's lots of wine. My only complaint is you see Keanu's feet in the movie, and I don't fuck with celebrities' feet. I don't need to see it. Each and their- Affleck. Oh, so good. Um. Well, that's a really good segue talking about feet. Um. We've all kind of touched on it. Um. But what if we briefly kind of went around before we move into the most exciting questions about Keanu Reeves? And just kind of solidify like what our favorite um, era is. I will say mine is. So when I think eras, right? Like I know we love to think like in clean decades, right? 70s, 80s, 90s, like that sort of thing. But I really think a true era like can span um, decades of... Well, especially with someone like him who's kind of, like, private. Yeah. So you're not, like, getting a lot of him. Right. Um, Or even, like, in a pop culture way. Like, like I'd say, like, you know, looking at the latter half of the 80s is very different from a pop culture standpoint than looking at the early or than the first half, right? And, like, same for the 90s, 2000s, like, any, any decade. So I feel like there's kind of this decade in pop culture from, like, 88 to 96, that kind of feels like one era within itself. And I feel like a lot of his movies came out within that era. So that I will say is my favorite Keanu Reeves era. I wonder if Jillian and I have the same. Jillian, what are you, what are you thinking? My favorite era? I was thinking. Give me a second. Give me a second. I was kind of thinking the 2010s and on i think he's having the time of his life i think he doesn't feel like i feel like he knows he's bigger than a press tour he can do like he doesn't need to do all the little things he used to have to do and he's just like kind of having fun like he seems very loose in his interviews he doesn't have to like give personal information because he's kind of like too big for like a talk show host to ask anything like that um him being in the spongebob movie him doing ted again him being in uh toy story 4 him like doing the matrix again but it's like this super serious like they really like did a lot it wasn't like a movie they rebooted or did a sequel two years later to make money and then like obviously john wick and him and always be my maybe like that is a man having fun and secure of his like persona in the world and destination wedding including in that like i think he's just having fun i love his long hair beautiful and i don't know he like kind of like just like i don't know like you know what you're getting with him and like 
it's not like a persona he puts on for cameras, but like you can tell he's not giving us everything. And I like that in a celebrity where it's like he's not on social media. There's like mystique to him. But like, I feel like you feel like you know him, even if you don't. And I think that's really like impressive. Um, But it's funny because like, other than like John Wick, I don't really care for any of these movies he's done. But it's like, I, I like him now, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think like movies era, I would probably go like leading up to the Matrix and i like how he looked in the not that he looks bad now i like how he like looks in the 90s so Um, if everybody's reading fanfic what is the era the 90s like i could imagine together in the 90s now i could imagine a life together i like what he i do like because i notice a lot of the actors that i like that are getting a bit older like i'm not a huge jake gyllenhaal fan but i think like actors like Jake Gyllenhaal and Keanu Reeves like their motives are not like to win an Oscar like that's not what they do it for and I think they just have a lot more leeway now to just have fun and do like crazy movies and just really like devote themselves to like being an actor and having the opportunity to like play whoever they want or just do fun projects also without being like method actors and like insane and like annoying like it's just when you can I think it's like you identify more when the people you watch you can like really feel like that they're happy and like what they're doing and I definitely agree like it's the 20 late 2010s I mean I've watched some of the Keanu Reeves movies that are not John Wick that have come out in the 2010s and they're not like I don't I wish I think it would be great if he had like the era he had when the 90s and like those types of movies I would love to see him come back to that and I think we might see like that renaissance happen with a lot of the projects he's been signing on to but I think it's just like nice when you see someone genuinely having fun and not being stressed out about having an online identity and like trying to relate to people with like products and like share like it just feels like what we envision like a movie star to be and like something we're really lacking these days and I like that he's still able to maintain that but it's like not he's very grateful for it and like it doesn't seem like he's ever really been like not what you would expect he's very true to himself which I like and you can identify with that without having to know like his coffee order you know like he doesn't have to push that on for you to like enjoy him as a person yeah I agree completely that was beautiful (laughs) (laughs) but um no I agree and I think that's I think like there's something about to be said about actors like Keanu Reeves or I think this even like works in Pedro Pascal's favor where like there's this level of genuine aura of like you can tell they're not really like putting on some sort of persona and to some extent right like anyone in the public eye is putting on a persona like you don't know anyone behind closed doors sure but there's like you can kind of tell when someone's being genuine and you can tell when someone's putting on an act and I think that you know he's one of those that very much just comes across as very genuine I feel like it's like not the people that you can tell like are gunning for an Oscar or are like 
like everyone that has a production company now is very suspicious to me like when you're in I, there's one things about creating space for yourself of like roles that are missing. And I think that's important, a lot, really important, especially for like women and people of color. But there's like, I think there's a lot of actors that are abusing that to create star vehicles for themselves to win awards or garner attention. And like, it's refreshing when you see someone like not doing that and just like really enjoying. Cause I hate, I really do hate hearing about actors when they talk about their, like, if someone's doing a press tour, I'm most likely listening to, like, the director or, like, not the actor, but it's, because it's just, like, what they talk about is, like, not very interesting to me, but, like, every time I watch one of his interviews and he really talks about the craft and it's, like, oh, I understand it better and, like, again, it's, like, that idea where the passion comes from. Um, And, like, not only like his like respect for the craft but like people like being like oh you do your own stunts and he's like no I do action sequences the stunt men do the stunts and I'm like like I don't know there's just something about like he really like just it's never about him even if like like he's talking about John Wick chapter four and he's John Wick and he's like did you see the stunt man do this like it's so impressive to me because it's like he could easily just be like not about himself but like kind of you know like i don't know um, but stone. yeah literally um we didn't but talk think... about... so go ahead we didn't talk about his hair length no um... i was gonna say it's time to move on to the most important <laughs> question two really important questions okay the first is do we prefer keanu reeves with long hair or short hair i personally my reason is dumb. You ready for it? I prefer long hair because it's reminiscent of Jerry Trainer. <laughs> wait, 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 I had this thought yesterday. Okay, so like, you know, like Jerry like, Trainer. You know how you get like um every role that Chris Pratt has played could be played by a Jerry Trainer. Yeah. I, I think about that every two few months and so I got back on Pinterest the other day and I was trying to find a Keanu Reeves photo and I was like wait i was imagining no no i'm so grossed out shut up this jerry trainer i'm in love with him shut up joseph quinn if you're listening um i would never cheat on you except for with maybe jerry trainer um if you're listening hear me out hear me out hear me out a movie wherein (laughs) there's three brothers the brothers are played by jerry trainer keanu reeves and justin long think about it yeah i see it i definitely see it thank you i'll write it i go long hair but old long hair Mm, okay i want this yeah no that's fair it's short it well it's not short it's not long to those who are listening if you're listening um and you can't see uh jillian just held up a photo where it's like it's it's when would that picture been taken out yeah late 90s yeah i like it when i think with the short hair is how i think it needs like he needs like a beard because like there's some photos where he has short hair and like his face like you know people gain baby faced people gain weight which is okay but like this like my thing is i don't like anyone clean shaven i don't like short hair but my thing is, in speed, he's so hot. 
Yeah. But like, I think like also watching Speed, I feel like physically that's like the buffest he's kind of ever looked, even though he's like an action guy. Um, but I think that's part of it. And like the, the safety aspect of it. But I prefer like, okay, I don't know if anyone is still listening. John Wick 3. Yeah, it's too, too clean shaven. Too baby faced. But he is beautiful. But like, that's the thing. I don't like pretty boys. I like like Matt Smith. I need my men a little ugly. You know, like a tad. I, I do. Not Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is beautiful. I'm not going to enthusiastically say that. Like, yeah, I do need him a little ugly after just saying that I love Joseph Quinn and Jerry Trainer. They're not ugly at all. They're beautiful. <laughs> I, really I mean, look- I'm married, and, like, thank God he doesn't listen to this. like his look in <laughs> The Matrix. I like him as Neo in Matrix mm. 1. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that look. Um, but I like the John, the John Wick movies are so fun. Oh, my God. Jump scare. No. <laughs> um, a little hyperventilating. People are amazing. Um, what's so funny about the John Wick movies is like the first one, they like flick back his hair mm-hmm. and it's I don't like that. I don't like it. And then you get to the fourth movie and I'm like, did we run out of the budget? I think he because in the first one he's like at his house. Yeah. He's like his routine. And then in the other ones, he's kind of like on the run. Um, but John Wick 3 is the hottest he's ever been. That takes place in five days now because while I was watching John Wick 4, I kept thinking, like, how is he getting around? Like, where is his passport? I had well, so like, many. Okay, yeah, like as a type A person, I literally was like, he's a wanted hitman, yet he's flying from New York. Okay, that's like a little too young for me, but like, yes. No? Let me find a good one. Let me find a good one. Um, but yeah. I also really think he's hot in Matrix Resurrections. Really, yeah. But uh yeah. Very, very good looking man. So um to conclude. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh wait, hang on. Oh, that's the one. That's John Wick 2. Right? Yeah. Why is it beautiful? John? Rihanna. Oh, what about this one? Hell like, yeah. Hell like, yeah. He looks like Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor is my friend, so um absolute smash. I don't like uh, this look. This is the Matrix 3 premiere. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm not a fan. It's too polished. Even though he has like scruff and long hair, it's just not. Look at this guy; he's so happy. Yeah, I like that. that to that's the listeners listening who can't just... see any of the pictures Jillian is um, holding up, <laughs> just Google image Keanu Reeves and do your uh, create your own adventure where you can smash your pass. Create your own, your own adventure. No, we'll okay, smash your pass. A photo book. pass. We'll put a photo book with it. With yes. Yeah. Um, check the show notes for an interactive PDF. Wait, move down his feet wait oh don't show me his feet <laughs> i hate this um, um he just you know what it's like he just looks healthy he just looks fine like i feel like that's a part of it is that he just looks like a normal human and he's just doing normal things yeah i agree and he he's just a good person 
We like that. This is so 80s. So 80s. I hate the 80s. You know, I think Keanu Reeves, if like, if if Stranger Things like actually filmed in the 80s, Keanu Reeves could have played a great Eddie Munson. And that is the highest compliment I could give somebody. I was just about to say that's high, high praise. He'd be like a Steve. No, he wouldn't be. I love Steve, but he would not be. Actually, wait, short, long haired Keanu would be Eddie. Short haired Keanu would be Steve. You hear this? The Duffer Brothers. If you're listening. (laughs) The Duffer Brothers, if you're listening, you better freaking bring Eddie back. Okay, anyway. If you're listening. If you're listening. um, Dot, dot, dot. Um, one day my daughter's gonna find my journal and it's gonna say, if you're listening, dot dot dot. She's gonna be like, I figured out who my father's might be. (laughs) This is a great Mama Mia spinoff. It's yep. Yep. Papa Pia. Papa Pia. Starring Chris Pratt. Anyway. No. um, No, of course not. If Jerry Trainer, it's starring Jerry Trainer. Wait, um, it could be the men you were talking about. The movie, yeah, race. Jerry Trainer, Jerry Trainer in the Mario movie. Turn out I, 10. The entire time I was watching the Mario movie, I was thinking about how much better Jerry Trainer would have been. Jerry Trainer, Joseph Quinn, and Pedro Pascal. They're they're the three dads in my Mamma Mia movie. And then I come in with their their kid's uncle, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, exactly. Uncle. Yeah, you are Christine Baranski, and thank you is um, which is backwards because he's older than you. But we'll pretend um, so you can sing. Does your mother know? Um, that is so offensive. But it was like not towards you. It's just it's 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 a that's the best scene in the movie. It is. It gave me the best scene in the movie. It is. It is, and And she's the best. Christine, next year we'll do Baranski cella. Actually, Wait, she's such a Broadway person. I don't know anything with her. Uh, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia Two, The Grinch, Chicago. Um, True. And then she's she been in Good Wife. Good Wife. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm missing a really big one that she's in. I don't know. I'll look it up. Um, Bad Moms Two. There we go. Yes, that's right. Um, but yes, this the has Grinch. been. Keanu Chella. Join us next year when we do Quinchella. Um, Pascal Chella. Um, no, the options. For movies, the options would not be great. Um, for Pascal Chella, I'll be completely real. Um, Pedro and much like my other boy, Joseph Quinn, um, does much better with the TV shows. Uh, let us know, like, if you have suggestions for what our cella should be next year. Our cella. Our cella. <laughs> um, I still, every time we just called her cella, I think of David Archuleta. Then, um, she's in The Gilded Age. I fucking that's love The Gilded show. Age. I she's love The Gilded the Age. Bounty that's Hunters. great, but that's a TV show. <gasps> you know what she's in? She's in Cruel Intentions. She's in oh, Cruel Intentions. Great movie. What if we did Chicago cella and we just did, she's in Trolls. Do Chicago Chella and I'll live out my dream of getting to play Roxy Hart. We could do Chicago Chella and just do all the actors within Chicago. Excellent. Sign me up. If you're listening, Chicago. If you're listening, go cups. Um anyways, thank you for joining us for Keanu Chella. Again, um, join us next year when we do Geppetto Chella. Um, Kinsey, where can people find you? Um, you can find me scrolling Tumblr for Keanu. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you can find me at Kinsmanunu on everything. 
except Letterboxd. It's at Kins Doyle. And I'm trying to use it more. So please follow and like my reviews about Keanu Reeves being hot and talented. Um, Jillian, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Letterbox or let Letterbox. I keep putting the D in the wrong place. <laughs> Jillian Chili, um, where I will be logging and then unlogging movies because I didn't finish them, so I don't want them to ruin my stats. And Twitter, where people are stealing my memes, might have to go private. Um, and then you can find me on TikTok at Off Screen with Jillian. I'm really having a moment right now with some succession TikToks that I made. So go watch them and then follow me so I can go to 13.6K because people keep unfollowing me. I That's did not. Hated on the internet. Um, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at LexWilly underscore W-I-L-L-I. Um, that, oh, and at TikTok, on TikTok at, at Moon Choose Lexi, it's, it's bedtime for me and my brain is out of juice. Um, but I'm on TikTok at, at Moon Choose Lexi and I am on Archive of Our Own, uh, as, um, Eddie Munson lives five ever. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Oscar Central Podcast. I'm going to bed. Good night. <laughs>